0: I want hospitals to know that we are not here to like replace their discharge planners or taking their discharge planners job from them. We are here to support them. We want them to know that they are not alone. We are working with them closely and we want to ensure that they get what they want as it relates to resources, coordinating care with not only with local behavioral with the state. We also want them to ensure that they are not just alone. And most times, I yell to say, "Oh, this is what our discharge planner do. We have people on board that does that that will be doing all this." Yes, we know that, but we are not here to take their job. The care coordinators are here to support them, and that is a big one. I want them to know that we're ready to support them.
1: Welcome to What's the Two One One Podcast, where we provide you with information about resources and programs in your community. 211 Maryland is a health and human service line for anyone seeking help for themselves or someone else. You can dial 211 if you need help with food, rent, or other services, or visit our website at www.211md.org. If you or someone you know needs to talk about their mental health or substance abuse, Dial or text nine eight eight for the suicide and crisis lifeline.
2: Good morning, and welcome to What's the 2-in-1 podcast. My name is Quentin Askew, President and CEO with Maryland Information Network 2-in-1 Maryland, and I am joined by our wonderful staff and guest this morning, Doctor Favor Aquitano, who is a Program Director for 2-in-1 Care Coordination Program and AC Abercrombie who is our program coordinator, as well as a care coordinator as well. Good morning, ladies. How are you?
1: Great. How are you?
2: Good, good. So thanks for joining us. We're definitely excited to hear about the care coordination program today. So but before we start, can you guys just tell me a little bit about your your role with the program and what you actually do? AC, I'll start with you.
1: Hi, my name is AC Abercrombie. I am the care coordination program assistant for 211 Maryland. I also double as a care coordinator, so I get to work directly with the hospitals and the patients.
0: My name is Favor Akidenal. I'm the program director. I work closely with the hospital, with the state, as well as the local Buvera in Maryland as a whole. I oversee the program.
2: Well, thank you, thank you, and so you know definitely either you just jump in at any time. I know we'll have you know, many questions about the program. So what actually is two one one care coordination?
0: Two one one care coordination program. It's a program that is meant for emergency departments, only emergency departments in Maryland. It's a program that is mostly for patients that are in the ED, that overstay the, ED, in the in the departments, and people that have substance abuse, mental health, as well as um, behavior. So what that means is that when they're in the, in the emergency departments, let's say they stay for two, three days. Most times we say 48 hours. The hospital make a referral to us. And what we do, we connect them to resources that will be helpful to the patient. And, and so with so with the
2: program, how, how, how did the program actually get started? What was the need for it? How did it actually get
0: started? And why did we start doing it? So this program started, in fact, uh, June made it one year that the program started. Uh, the program started by the Department of Behavioral Administration, Richard, to, to our Maryland Information Network and said, oh, yeah, you see, uh, we have a lot of um, patients that are in the ED that need help. Is it possible for your Maryland Information Network to coordinate care that will assist this patient? And it started in June, started with an ad patient program. And from an ad patient program, uh, we saw a need. And we increase it. So inpatient program right now, we have the outpatient program and the inpatient program. The outpatient program is run by 211 Maryland Information Network. Why the inpatient program? Even though we run it, we have the, we have Shepard Pratt as one of our vendors that helps us with the ad, uh, inpatient program part of the program. So, yes, Good. it started yeah. last year.
2: Okay. Yeah. And it's definitely a great uh, relationship and partnership with the Department of Health. Mm-hmm. Behavioral Health Administration. And so, Ms. Ms. Ac, and so for the, the care coordinator. so we mentioned, you know, the, the care coordination. And so what's some of the background with the care coordinators and what's the experience like when, when someone accesses or, or speaks to one of the care coordinators?
1: So most of our care coordinators have a background in behavioral health, human services, social work, and typically, the experience when someone is connecting with a care coordinator, if we are connecting with a patient, we like to follow up with them to make sure that they are still interested in the resources that they are in need of. And then we find resources that are convenient for the patient's schedule and location. And then after the appointment has been booked, we also go and follow up with them to ensure that they are getting the sources that they need that they attended the appointment. So it's a very hands-on personal relationship that we try to keep with both the patients and the resources that we're connecting them to
2: yeah which which really helps and so you know definitely folks who are empathetic and non-judgmental that are actually providing services Dr. Kino, you talked a little bit about kind of the eligibility and folks that are in the emergency room and the mental health. Are there any other kind of eligibility requirements or how do people actually get connected to the program? How does someone actually get referred?
0: They are referred through the hospital. No patient can just come in and say, "Hey, I want to get connected with care coordination. You have to go through the emergency department. The program works 24-7. So we have the 2 armor press four. What I would like to clarify is that even though it's meant for mental health, substance abuse and behavioral, we also we don't have any specific people that say, oh, you are because you are this or that, you can not come into the program. It's meant for all gender as well as age. It doesn't have any age range. So anyone can be referred to the program.
2: Great. And so I know you mentioned the the collaboration with Shepard Pratt that also supports kind of the, the inpatient component of the program. And so, you know, we know the program, as you mentioned, has been around for over a year now, but has grown exponentially with just inpatient and outpatient, but also kind of your relationships with a lot of the health institutions. So can you talk a little bit about what are those kind of key programs or the growth that's happened over the past year?
0: Absolutely. So one of the big ones that's that's a big one for me is the 211 Hospital Network, whereby we meet once a month. And what that means is that all hospitals in Maryland emergency department meets with 211 team and also the with the state as well as local behavioral of all counties meet with us once a month and we discuss best practice as it relates to care coordination best practice policy and connection and um, we meet once a month at the end of the month we talked about how we can improve the program and also how we can help assist hospital staff as well as the patients Another one that is very interesting is the case consultation. So we gave hospital an opportunity to meet with us at least once a month whereby we do an a review of cases, complex cases whereby the hospital cannot attend to those cases. They have a meeting with us, we do a case consultation, talk about the cases and we help them to place the the case. Sometimes the case can be challenging and that's where we involve the the state. We escalate the state the case to the state and the state comes in and assists. So case consultation is a big one that has that has expanded and has come into the program. We also have the internship program, our program now, our the care coordination program has now extended to um, having to get social worker or anyone with human services um, background can come and intern. As we speak, we have three interns that are interning with us and we see recruit recruits more people coming in, more students coming into the program. So we have relationship not only with hospital, local behavioral as well as the state, we also have relationship with institutions such as universities, um, students as well.
2: Yes, and that's a great kind of collaborative effort, especially with, with the hospitals. What, what And I'm sure they've been excited about it. What's some of the kind of success stories or you know, great things you've heard from the hospitals with just how you have been able to collaborate and bring everyone together?
0: One big one is the fact that when we do case consultation, some of the complex patient needs have been addressed in case consultation, and uh, we've able to place patients with local behavior, getting resources from the local behavior. Another one is we know care coordination program has to do with mental health and people with substance abuse. We go as far as helping people place them with um, resources as it relates to residential. Some of these patients come to the hospital not having a place to stay. And that's where 211, you know, apart from the care coordination program, we have other resources in two one one that we also connect patients with. So they are very pleased with that. We'll be able to connect them to resources. That's a big one for them.
2: It is kind of just closing the gap. AC, we you know, we talked a little bit about technology and how that supports the initiative. Can you just talk a little bit about how you know you all are using technology and how it works with the care coordinators?
1: Absolutely. So our referral system is actually completely online. We use a database called iCarol and through there we are able to receive referrals as well as escalate cases and speak with the hospitals and the state to provide updates on cases. In addition, we're completely virtual, which means that most of our communication and connections that we build with the state, the local behavioral health authority and other hospitals is completely online.
2: Yeah, and i think you know one of the benefits of the program is that you know by folks working and partnering with us like we're able to get everybody on the same kind of platform speaking the same language in that collaborative process which i think makes it a lot easier. Is there any challenges that you know you all face is you know providing care coordination and trying to identify resources what are some of the, the challenges that that come about with trying to connect folks to services?
1: I mean essentially we are the middleman so we are working with the hospital the state and the patient and sometimes Unfortunately, we're not always able to find resources through. We might go to try to find resources on our own, and there's not enough bedding in the uh, facilities that we are partnered with. So we might have to escalate it to the state. And yes, just finding resources can sometimes be a challenge for things that are completely out of our control.
2: Okay, yeah, which is a great segue to as you say, you know, just not enough resources, they're just trying to find some. And Dr. Kittino, you talked about a little bit about the the partnerships and programs, which one of those is you know working with the state with escalation cases, but also our local behavioral health administration. And so when the care coordinators kind of find these gaps, they're not able to identify resources, how does your relationship with the state and escalation, if you can talk a little bit about that, and the local behavioral health administration, how does that help support some of those gaps?
0: Speaking about gaps, like AC said, one of the big ones I think that um, most care coordinators also face is the fact that the communication can be very you know overwhelming because you talk to this and talk to that, and before you know, it's becoming. You know, big. This is one of the reasons we developed the 211 hospital network, whereby we can talk and be able to get resources within ourselves. The biggest problem about resources is that if the state can't get resources, then where do we go to? Where do we get the resources from? So, having that connection with the 211 hospital network is a way of saying, oh, you don't have the connection, you don't have the resources. Yeah, we have the resources. And that's what we discussed today, having to be able to close that loop, that gap, by having that connection and talking to each other and Looking for resources within ourselves is difficult, but is a way of we moving the program to the next level.
2: That's great. So you know, just working with hospitals and state and other programs, and, and also working with patients. We you know that that comes with kind of you know protecting people's information. So uh, how do you know we play that role with you know, sharing information or protecting, just ensuring you know information is kept private and, and ensuring the patient's privacy. So what kind of measures are taken to ensure that?
0: Most times we use encrypted emails to send emails to each and every one of us. I encourage the care coordinators and hospital to use. The ICARO system is very, 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 very protected and secure. And we do training also to the hospital how to ensure that patient um, information is not everywhere. We need to keep patient information very safe. And we do trainings as well. So we conduct training for the care coordinators to be able to understand how to keep patient uh, information.
2: And part of the program is also getting patient's consent before you know how individuals are able to provide services, which I think is a, is a big part of that. Just working, you know, Care Coordination, as you said, serves everyone, you know, whether it's seniors, children, individuals with disabilities. Has there been any particular barriers depending upon what some of the needs are? Or as you mentioned with the Care coordination training, does that help provide them kind of, you know, here's training how you can help support, you know, no matter who's calling for help. You know, hey, we have resources that are available to support
0: The only barrier sometimes we have is language and um, we have developed a way of having to um, talk to them through our language line. So it's easy. Even with the language line, sometimes it can be difficult because by the time you talk to a patient and using the language line, you want to give them resources. The other facility might not have the language line or might not be able to conduct that. So we try to make sure they have that resources that has to do with language line as well as, you know, the age. A child can be three months and having to find resources for a child that's three months, they are not eligible for the program because you can't diagnose a child that's three months. So it's difficult, <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. Definitely addressing the, the language barriers. And so just having things in place, you know, which is, as you said, the is mm-hmm. open for everyone. So we would encourage any, any hospital to utilize it. So how, how do you know when the program has been a success? What are some of the things that we look at with your reporting just to know um, how effective it has been over the past year?
0: We use data, Uh, That is a big one. And also, as you can see, the track record started by ad patient, inpatient, and now we're doing the two one with the case consultation, the hospital network and the relationship we have built over the the few months, having to have a relationship with local behavioral, the hospitals and hospitals are on board. A lot of hospitals are coming on board. That's it. That's a success. That's to tell you that the program is really going well. And AC, you want to add something to that? For me personally, that's what I see.
1: Sure. Um, We also track it on not only our external database, which is iCarol, but we also track it internally as well, making sure that our patients are getting the resources that they need once they've been placed or once we found outpatient resources for them, we mark that as successful. And we also track whether it's been successful through us, through the hospital or through the state. So we're always making sure that we are on top of our patients in their progress and their mental health journey.
2: That's good, and, you, and know you also talked about that closed loop process with that kind of follow up, just ensuring, you know, as you said, people got the exact services that they need. How do people find out, and you know, about the program is there? How do hospitals know? How does community members know? How do we let people know that? Hey, we got this wonderful care coordination program that's available
0: for hospitals to use. We have an, an outreach coordinator that you know reach out to hospitals. We do give um, most of the hospitals some of our banners, flyers make phone calls, we send emails. I personally visit hospitals to just let them know what our program is all about. Uh, One big one is even the follow-up we do has helped us, you know, do some outreach. Let's say we reach out to a patient and the patient said, I want to go to this facility. And the facility doesn't even know about the program because we have the facility in our database through one way or the other, maybe through the state. And having to talk to the facility, the facility also spread the word. The hospital helps us uh, to spread the word as well. So yes, we do outreach.
1: I did want to add, we also connect with different hospitals throughout the state as well to check bedding to see exactly how many beds that we have available for patients as well. So that also makes the hospital known of us to know that, hey, we're keeping track of you guys. We're making sure that we can utilize you for resources. And if not, we have been reaching out to local behavioral health authorities as well, sending surveys.
2: Yeah. And because it's for every, right, all of Maryland, right? Just not specific jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what what would you say, Dr. Keternoer, that what you will want hospitals to know about the program? Is there you know how they could use it or why they should be using the program if they aren't using the program already?
0: So what I tell hospital, actually, I want hospital to know that we are not yet to like replace their discharge planners or taking their discharge planners' job from there. We are yet to support them. We want them to know that they are not alone. We are working with them closely and we want to ensure that they get what they want as it relates to resources, coordinating care with not only uh, with local behavioral with the states. We also want them to ensure that they are not just alone. And most times I hear to say, oh, this is what our discharge planner do. We have people on board that does that that will be doing all this yes we know that but we are not yet to take their job we are just here the care coordinators are here to support them and that is a big one i want them to know that we're ready to support them
2: we're here to collaborate yes so with you know some of the the health providers like you know i know we there's a lot of outreach that ac mentioned with you know just visiting hospitals and connecting are there other places where folks can get information is there a webpage that individuals can go to to find out more information
1: Sure. So um, they can go to 211maryland.org to find out more about our program. We also, as I said, um, have case consultations. We not only reach out to LBHA, but we hold meetings with them as well so that they can understand more about what we do and we can understand more about what they do. And then, like we said before, the 2 Maryland network meeting that we have every month also allows them to understand more about what 2 Maryland is doing and we can connect them to other care providers as well.
0: And speaking of the website, we have um, a training video on how to make referrer and what the program is all about. You get it from the website as well.
2: So the website is really a one-stop shop. You can go, you refer someone, you can get training, you can find out everything about the program. So anything you need to know, you can go to to the webpage. And I'm sorry, AC, could you repeat that uh, webpage again?
1: Yes, they can go to 211md.org slash care coordination.
2: Find everything that they need. So, you know, before we do close, just uh, two more questions, Dr. Kidino. So you mentioned, you know, with working with the state, there's an opportunity to escalate a case if we aren't able to help support it. So what does that actually mean? And how is that partnership with the state?
0: So for escalation, uh, you know, as you know, when hospitals send a referral to us, we work on the case and try to find resources. Whereby we find the resource, looking for resources we can't get, meaning that um, the state needs to be escalated. When a case is escalated, it means that we can't find resources or a case is escalated When a state agency is involved in that case, the case automatically has to be escalated. When we escalate the case, the state pick up the case and look at it and just give us maybe sometimes resources as well as helping us to guide us on the way to go and say, hey, we don't have these resources, but you can use this, you can use that. They give us resources and um, communication that can help us collaborate with the hospital. And it's done through iCarry. It's not like we escalate the case by calling and all that. Everything is done through the system. We escalate and they do a follow-up. After the case, the state has helped us with the resources that we need. We now do a follow-up and reach out to the hospital and say, hey, we have escalated this case. This case is being escalated. At this point, this patient is going to be placed in XYZ facility. When the patient is placed, we don't just end there. We follow up with the patient and ensure that the patient actually like the placement. You don't just place patients where they don't want to be. We want to place them in where they want to be. So we ask them, are you okay with this placement? If they say yes, they give us a th- thumbs up and say, yes, we like this placement. Then we ha- we have to go back to the state and say, we are good to go. And that's how we escalate cases. Cases are escalated on, depend on the case, the complex cases, or if we cannot get referral uh, resources.
2: Yeah, which, which is great to hear that the patient is a part of the process. Eh? Yes, to to where they're actually going. And so as we're wrapping up, is there anything else that the two of you would like to, to share or let folks know besides how wonderful the program is and everyone should be using it?
0: What I would like to add to um to everything we said is that the program is unique. It's not like every other program in, in the state. Two one one, we have a lot of we have two one one in all in all your uh, American states. Guess what? Maryland has two one one and care coordination program is very unique. You don't have it in other two one one program so please use our program is very unique and we are here to collaborate support and let you know that we are here to stay
2: yeah that's, that's a great way to end and definitely thanks to our, our partners with health administration and some of our other partners with local behavioral health administration in, in other areas um so i'd like to thank the both of you for joining us today uh, i definitely appreciate it and continue luck with the program
0: thank, thank you. you so much I appreciate you as well thanks Thank you for listening and subscribing to What's the 211 Podcast. We are here for you 24-7, 365 days a year, simply by calling 211. Also, connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at 211Maryland or at
1: dragondigitalradio.podbean.com. Connect with us. We are Dragon Digital Media Podcast.